Welcome to the Politically Unchained Broadcast. This is podcast episode number one. Thank you for being here. Hope you enjoy the show. It's first time trying it out. Kanye West for President, hashtag 2020 vision. COVID-19 has controlled rationality. Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein did not kill themselves. And protests around the world are still setting ablaze to reality. Welcome to the very first Politically Unchained podcast. Stay free in mind, strong in spirit, and rational in thought. Welcome to Politically Unchained. First off, Kanye West, a huge supporter of Donald Trump and advocate for the hashtag Flexit, is running for president. Kanye West campaign still does not have any platforms to run on yet, but they are planning on holding a rally shortly in North Carolina. It seems like his main ultimatum right now is that Kanye West wants to have a free mind campaign style. Not one that is politically charged. Not one that is biased to any opinion. In fact, it seems like his main idea behind even running for president is to be against the normal. It seems like that's one of his most common themes that he's ever tried to give off. Just a couple years ago, he ended up having a video where he was in a, almost like a Roblox costume. And it, it kind of made a, made a vi- little viral video for it because it was different. It was weird. It, even to this day, is still just a weird music video. Since then, he has completely turned around. And Kanye West has a completely different point of view when it comes to politics, religion, and theology. Back then, when he posted that video, his very first show for that video was actually at the Pornhub Awards. So, it's, it's going to be pretty interesting. He's completely changed his thought process. He's completely changed um, what he wants to be seen as. So, um, he's definitely grown up, matured, and uh, freedom of thought is probably going to be his main concern, especially for 2021 and beyond. I'm not entirely too sure how far he will make it, but a lot of moderates are definitely leaning more that way. Elon Musk just said not too long ago that he wants to free America now, and that's a very capitalistic idea. The reason why he wanted to do that was so that his businesses could open back up. So, just as most businesses do want to open back up. Elon Musk, the founder of Tesla, has also been noting lately that the Democratic left is not taking care of their people like they should. The conservative right, or the Republican right, they're not doing enough. 
while on the other hand the liberal left or the democratic left is doing too much in a way they're trying to fit too many hats on their head and you can only fit one so it's going to be interesting to see how all that plays out um elon musk is his uh biggest supporter Kanye west biggest supporter so far it'll be interesting i think that it'd be pretty cool to see um to see elon musk as his campaign manager especially with how much uh, elon musk makes he's definitely more libertarian kanye west is moderate now i wouldn't say that he's conservative i wouldn't say he's liberal I wouldn't say he's libertarian I wouldn't say he's authoritarian I'd say kanye west is definitely just a moderate very decent guy um definitely going more for the uh religious gospel side he just released a new song not so long ago and uh honestly i thought that was pretty good it's a decent single it addressed black lives matter it addressed <clears throat> everything that's been going on in 2020 and is kind of addressing it in a uh, apocalyptic way <clears throat> so it's a little bit rough but um i thought that was pretty decent so just i'd suggest at least listening to it um I'm trying to think what the name is i think it's called covered in the blood so um brand new i'd say that it's less than two weeks old as of august 3rd today and other news jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself we are eagerly waiting we are still eagerly awaiting on the supposed lack of paying attention and suicide watch in which Gisley Maxwell did not kill herself either. And other news, she also, Gisley Maxwell, has also just had her dossier released. We now have information about a young girl who was part of this whole entire conspiracy, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell and many other celebrities not just uh, rich people but celebrities um, one of the big things that has now come to light is that during through this dossier uh, she mentioned this young girl mentioned that when she was forced to work with him she's only 15 years old she's from New York she was forced to work with him she was able to, to see most all the people that entered into uh, Jeffrey Epstein's private villas, his islands, whether it was in uh, on Epstein Island or if it was uh, one of his villas in Mexico. But all of that was able to be seen. And uh, so far what it looks like is Bill Clinton was named off and not only was he named off, he was uh, personally ID'd. She talked to Jeffrey Epstein and asked why in the world was uh, former president Bill Clinton 
uh, on the Epstein Island. And why in the world was she with two young girls? So he, Jeffrey Epstein responded with, uh, he owes me some favors, but according to this young girl, uh, these, she, he owes me some favors was kind of a very common uh, saying. And this almost sounds like it was a blanket answer to just about anything that didn't want to go into a deep subject about so these favors could be interesting um would be and i would like to see what's actually going on the whole pedophile ring is 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 huge um conspiracy theorists have been theorizing that celebrities have been holding these pedophile rings for decades and if any of this is true there's no reason to say that there hasn't been a huge pedophile ring that's been held by the upper elites uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist in fact I think that conspiracy theories are the are a waste of time but this is beyond conspiracy anymore because we seriously do have one man who died in prison from suicide while under suicide watch when the lights or the cameras just immediately turned off maximum security he had more he had two guards outside of his jail cell by himself they saw nothing, they heard nothing, cameras turned off. That seems more like, it, it seems more valid of a reason to say that it was a conspiracy than it would to say that it was not a conspiracy at all. Uh, it almost seems asinine to say that something did not happen outside of the control of the prison. So, um, Definitely some things to look after. I'm hoping that we can find this pedophile ring and get it done as quick as possible. Uh, if you guys don't remember, there was the whole uh, pizza, uh, pedophile pizza ordeal that happened a couple years back. Um, it's like 2016. It was just uh, shortly after or just shortly before the election cycle. Uh, I think it was Comet Pizza. There's this weird conspiracy about uh, pedophiles at Comet Pizza. And nothing came to light, but it was mostly because there was young kids that disappeared in the area. And there were portrayals of young children on the walls. And so there, it was just some small subliminal answers and it all came from this pizza chain. Yeah, since then it was shut down and is no longer active. So in all those, all that news, uh, there's also information that 
Wayfair may be being used as a uh, buy here, pay here pedophile service. And the reason why I say that is there's there were multiple photos of recently missing children with their names and if you go on to Wayfair there were dressers there were paintings there were uh, beds named after these children that are still missing and yeah, I guess I could be some weird artistic ordeal, but I would never, nor have I ever seen a $20,000 dresser. You just can't find $20,000 dressers, especially on a website that's supposed to be affordable. And if you saw these dressers, you could tell it's not $20,000 worth of craftsmanship. My background is I was a carpenter for years in high school. And then after I high school, I went into logistics. So I know how much it would cost to ship this kind of thing. After high school, after I had logistics, I went straight back into the metalworking industry even if I made those dressers by hand straight out of cold hard steel, it would still not even get close to $20,000. These weren't steel, these were just standard uh, wooden dressers. They did not have a value above $800, let alone $20,000. So that's that's uh, a little bit sketchy that does get into the conspiracy theory side it does it does have some validity to look into it um, but i would not say how true it is i would not say how accurate it would be to say that they are using wayfair as a gates to pedophile tracking uh, child prostitution but I would say that uh, it is something that's worth looking into. Mask fever. We are in what is March, April, May, June, July, August. We are in the sixth month of COVID-19. Six months of COVID-19. And we are still ramping up this 15-week service. Uh, if I, I remember when they just started doing this whole COVID-19. Uh, at least our governor, we were on a shutdown for two weeks. A shutdown for two weeks. Six months later, we're still standing here. Um, masks are becoming an even bigger and growing problem. Not for being able to wear them, but more of a hot topic. Every single day that people keep having to wear masks, every single day that people keep having to go to work, 
and the more and more that they keep relying on these masks the more and more people are getting upset and understandably so i know that in my fields of work if i was to be wearing a mask while i was woodworking i would understand i would actually appreciate it sometimes i do that myself because you get sawdust in your lungs and that doesn't feel good so yeah that'd be fine work in retail well i mean i guess i could see wearing a mask work in retail for one is the safety of use the safety of the customer um it just provides uh, a safe feeling to be honest because unless it's an n95 mask it is not rated at all for microbes and this is a microbial disease it is a virus so it is a lot smaller than macrobes that we are used to trying to catch say if you're using a painter's mask a bandana which doesn't stop anything and unless it is double folded won't even keep won't even keep you from uh, breathing in water I mean you can still drink water through one of those masks and it's not going to choke you to death because it doesn't provide very much protection. Bandana won't do much for you. But I guess it's an acceptable form of uh, face mask. So it is what it is. Um, other than that, if you are in any hardworking industry, I can tell you right now, the blue collar world is becoming more and more unsafe. I am currently working in the metal industry, working as a welder. Under that, I am working with about 10,000 degrees of an electrical arc. That is right in front of my face. Between that, being in a stuffy warehouse that does not have any air circulation, and that's more for process procedure. You can't really weld when you have a whole bunch of air going through. It's just not good. You mix that with the 95 degree weather that we've been having. That most metal has to be preheated if it's above one inch thick. And you get this beautiful mess of sweat this beautiful mess of cardiovascular respiration and if I were to wear a mask during that whole time period I would faint I would not be able to feel good my carb the carbon buildup in my lungs would be a little bit too much for me to be able to handle yes these masks do keep carbon in not all of it but any restriction of flow outside from just trying to push through a barrier, it's going to push back. So you exhale carbon dioxide. That's just one of the things that happens. Is when, you, when you breathe out, you exhale carbon dioxide. And thusly, you're not able to get the right amount of oxygen back into your lungs. And you can't offset it. So, 
is masks depending on where you work depending on what your job is depending on your health conditions can more or less be more of a detriment to you than be as a safety device dr fauci was just drilled by my representative jim jordan uh i love this representative uh, jim jordan is just a few districts away from me i'm from ohio and he's has done a lot for ohio he's done a lot for the collegiate sports of ohio and oh my gosh i've met him and he's not only a really good guy he is a very smart man and uh he's just a good guy to be around but jim jordan was attacking dr dr fauci and during this beratement of comments where he was trying to say hey fauci um why why is it okay to have crowds of people rioting and these protesters together and that's not necessarily ne you don't necessarily have to have a mask but it's not okay for groups of 10 people that know each other to meet up without having masks and that's what he was trying to get at but when you listen to the audio, what you hear is Fauci trying to say, well, these are two different things. That these protests and these riots are completely different from a, a gathering of 10 people, which is true. It is a lot different. There's a lot more people in a riot and a protest in the gathering of 10 people. Unless you're talking about the uh, protests that the left does every so often. You know, about Antifa circa 2017. Those, di those didn't have any people show up. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good times. So it got to the point where Jim Jordan, um, he, he was getting upset. He started starting to get upset and Dr. Fauci fell back and slipped up by saying they don't have any scientific evidence there's no scientific evidence that any of this would help This, this group of 10 people, there's, there's this rule, okay? You are never more than five connections away from anybody in the world. And my dad just mentioned that to me not so long ago. I'd never heard about it. I grew up in early 2000s. I'm still not that old yet. So a lot of these sayings and things, I'm still learning myself. But 
it was an interesting concept because I've met just over the past couple weeks I've met over a hundred some odd people and that's just from working and going to the grocery store but it's even bigger than that if this virus was as big a deal as what everybody says that it is then that would mean we should have much larger numbers of infection rate. There's no way that everybody is able to self-quarantine early enough that they're not going to infect anybody else. I, personally, should already have coronavirus. I don't know if I ever did. I may not have. I may have already had coronavirus, but not know. There's also a huge possibility that a lot of other people have also had coronavirus and not known because it didn't affect them at all. Scientifically speaking, over right around 3% of the world, before any of this is even brought to light, before we even get the, the statistics out, before we even do testing on the antibodies, statistically speaking, 3% of the world is already immune to the disease, genetically. There's a correlation, and this is one reason why Throughout all of human history, we've never had a complete cataclysmic virus that has destroyed all of humanity. Even the bubonic plague didn't kill everybody in the region. It killed the vast majority of the people in that region. But over 3% of the people within that region didn't die and that's because they're naturally immune to it and that's what I'm trying to say here we have at least 3% of the world's population that are naturally immune and that's that's just the way that it works that's part of adaptation that is part of the evolutionary cycle. I'm not even a big fan of evolution personally. I will accept that there's a lot of scientific truth to it when it comes to adaptation, being able to evolve, grow, to learn. All of those are necessary adaptations for humans to be able to grow. And it's within every species and it's within every group of animal in, in, the, in the world and even within plants uh, it's still the same thing um, my science teacher back in high school he wanted, wanted to talk about the emerald ash borer big problem in the United States and ended up becoming a really big problem in Ohio because we used to have a whole bunch of ash trees in Ohio it was one of our bigger 
um, bigger crops when it came to uh, trees and tree farming. So when the animal ash borer came over and started eating all of our ash trees, uh, it became a very, very difficult and uh, dangerous ordeal, very costly overall. We couldn't even sell firewood across state lines for quite a while because that would mean that the emerald ash borer could be in the ash firewood and could go to another state. Well, end up coming uh, countrywide. So that's how that went. Still, yet there's at least one percent of the ash tree population in the United States that is not affected by the emerald ash borer. That's just the way that most most of this goes. Most people are, most organisms have at least a small set that are going to be immune to everything. Alright, so that's enough with the uh, coronavirus. I think that uh, it gets talked about a lot. I think it's talked about almost too much. It's definitely becoming a, a depressing topic. And to me, the most depressing part is what's happening to all those people that are quarantined. So when you're stuck at your home with nothing to do, most people start getting into their head. That's probably one of the most dangerous things that you can do. Especially when you're not able to talk to somebody about it. So, I feel for all those people that are affected by depression and are uh, suffering through depression right now uh, during quarantine. It's a very, very difficult ordeal. It's something that most people look over. And uh, do... I will keep continue praying for all those people that are suffering from depression, uh, that are stuck at home, they're not able to get out and relax, enjoy nature, enjoy friends, realize that there's more to life than, than uh, sitting around and doing nothing. Between them uh, and all the children that are stuck at home, with abusive parents, just a bad home life, or no home life at all. Those are, all those people are unaccounted for casualties of coronavirus. The suicide rate has skyrocketed this year. Uh, we don't have, from what I'm aware of, we don't have any numbers for what's happened to um, domestic violence. I can see if I, I can pull something up real quick.
between March 25th and May 31st, 1,477 complaints of domestic violence were made by women. The 68-day period recorded more complaints than those received between March and May in the previous 10 years. So I'd say that domestic violence has definitely taken a big rise due to the coronavirus. Um, right now, I just got onto theguardian.com. Looks like they have information that says that um, women and children who live in domestic violence have no escape from their abusers during quarantine. From Brazil to Germany, Italy, and China, activists and survivors say they have already been they are already seeing an alarming rise in abuse. Um, maybe next week when I do my next podcast, I'll do some research, see what the numbers are, see statistically what how things are getting worse. Um, I can definitely tell you that I've seen it personally. It seems like there's a lot more people that I am closer to. Uh, not not close to, but closer to, say, um, a friend of a friend of a friend. And it, it's getting pretty bad. I know of at least one friend of a friend of a friend who was killed by her boyfriend during this time period. I've never had anybody that close actually murder or get murdered. So, um, these are definitely strange times. These are definitely times that we need to pray and keep watch over each other. Keep watch over people that you're aware of being in pretty bad conditions and making sure that they're safe. We can't, may not be able to do things legally right now. That doesn't mean that we can't do things, period. One of my favorite sayings is from Martin Luther King Jr. That is that unjust laws are unjust and they should not be followed. So definitely something that as a conservative we need to look at sometimes we do need to fight back even though legally it is beyond our our means morally it is beyond acceptable so 
sometimes we do need to do things that aren't allowed to make sure that we can make sure we have a safe future. And last thing, it's the one thing nobody is talking about. I have not seen a single news broadcast. I have barely heard about it on my fellow podcasts. Hong Kong is still fighting for their freedom right now. We're talking about the riots with Black Lives Matter. We're talking about the coronavirus. Over social media, within the conservative circle, we're talking about the Epstein-Ghislaine-Maxwell ordeal. We've even, we kind of glossed over Kanye West, to be honest. And Elon Musk being, turning into a moderate to libertarian. So, we're com- we've completely missed everything that's been going on in Hong Kong. Hong Kong is still rioting. Hong Kong is still fighting for their rights to freedom. They're still fighting. They're, they're actually fighting against these mask mandates. And it's still a, a pretty big ordeal. Looks like Looks like one of the big things, and this is all the way back in May. One of the last things that I I can see, and I know that the riots are still going on. At least as late as uh, July 1st. And I can almost guarantee that they're still going on as of today. They're not going to just stop, especially when it is such a horrendous sight to see these these Chinese activists get brutally attacked and assaulted because they want freedom this is true injustice they're having their rights stripped away from them most Chinese civilians work over 40 work over 50 and 60 hours a week that's just for the work that doesn't include the travel time it wasn't too long ago I read a a news article that talked about this young lady who worked in um, in Hong Kong and she had to take the train to and from work because there weren't any apartment complexes available. Uh, Hong Kong, Shanghai, um, and other major cities of China are highly overpopulated. Like highly overpopulated. So the commute to get to work 
is atrocious. And I'm talking like I've I've been known to have one hour commutes to work and that, that can weigh a toll on you. You work eight hours a day, you drive two hours a day, it's a ten hour day. So it's it's just long. But she had a four hour train ride to work four hour train ride back from work and she more or less slept on the train went to her apartment or her home used that time to clean up to freshen up Maybe get a cup of coffee. Go back on the train. Finish her sleep. Go back to work. And do it all over again. Every single day. And she was never going to be able to afford any place closer. Because only the social elites can afford closer places. So yeah, um, Hong Kong riots, we often overlook them. We are not talking about them like we should. We're currently stuck with a thumb up our butts about just about three issues the Black Lives Matter movement which I did not cover today but I might cover next weekend the COVID-19 crisis um, I still haven't heard anyone talk about the big tech um, Uh, I'm not sure what to call it the big tech investigation by Congress that uh, occurred this week I still haven't heard any news from that I heard bits and pieces but I definitely would have liked to learn a little bit more about that but people are still just forgetting about that, that kind of thing forgetting that any of that even happens and uh, oh Last thing to mention, you probably already know it, you're staying up on uh, politics and news, but TikTok will probably be no more. Top two apps to replace TikTok are looking out to be Reels, which is Instagram's answer to TikTok, kind of like what Instagram did with Snapchat completely took the idea, made it into stories, put it on Instagram. They kind of did the same thing. They tested it out in Brazil and they are now putting that that uh, program into Instagram. Should be earlier, a little bit later this month of August. And planning on putting that in there. The other app is bytes now i don't know anything about it 
I have seen it online. I cannot condone bites. I cannot say that I'm sponsored by them. <sighs> Nor am I actually a big fan of any of this in the first place. So, uh, I'm going to look up in, look into bites to see if um, it, it's uh, looks like it's a Hispanic app. It's on iOS and Android. Kind of looks like uh, Imager. If you've ever seen Imager, it, it's kind of like that or a uh, Giphy Cat. So I'd, I'd say that it, it's. It's not going to be able to replace TikTok. See, that's going to be kind of like, uh, kind of like what Instagram did with, with Snapchat. Instagram's going to kind of take over TikTok, and we're going to have Mark Zuckerberg own another major social media outlet. All right, that's it for my very first broadcast. Thank you for stopping in. And as always, stay free in mind, strong in spirit, and rational in thought. Thank you for joining Politically Unchained.